0: Show. Hope everybody's all okay. And just before we start the show, let's, let me give you the call in number. It's eight, 323 870 oh, 3861. That's 323 870 oh, 3861. And if you're in the UK, that's 001 in my infant. Uh, firstly, just want to also say my Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash ask sue radio show. And you can email the show ask sue show at com couple of small announcements first. First of all, need to do a massive shout-out to ACC, ACCT Philly. Uh, I know there's a load of advocates out there shouting and doing banners and literally putting it out there with regard to their state of the shelter in Philadelphia. I just can't – oh, absolutely amazing. Big shout-out to Crystal Subas because I know she's there. Uh, she's on my friends on Facebook and I know she's done so much And she's been heartbroken of what she's been sharing and caring about So big massive shout out to all of you I hope all of you are okay um, Just a real, real crazy one um, So a massive uh, thank you to all of you that are literally sharing that If you have a look on Facebook and you see any of their posts By all means give it a shout out and uh, give it a share Now, tonight... um bit of a personal one for me, okay, so i are sort of being for all this, and tonight's show is about depression. The thing is, how many times have we all put on our Facebook statuses, or, you know, we've texted each other saying, fed up today, or depressed, or whatever, and it's such an easy word to use, we're depressed. What is depression? How far can it go? Where does it come from? I've struggled with depression myself over the years, and have brought up my four kids as best I can, even suffering at times, even though people thought because I've got four kids that how could I be depressed, how could I be lonely, maybe I'll talk about that later in the show, but everybody has got a certain thing that may trigger them, you know we've got so many things, but what I want to start off with, I want to dedicate this show tonight to somebody that's that is in my past who um, is always going to be in my heart forever. And I have literally gone through grieving and depression since 16th of the 11th, 16. And that's when I get a phone call to say that my own brother, my 37-year-old brother Malcolm, had actually committed suicide. He wasn't... um, I'm just going to say that he was, like, 37-year-old, but was a very old soul, old in his ways. Who should have been 70. Who was born too late. But the trouble was his pain healed because he left this earth plane and went to the side. But unfortunately for me and my family, we were the ones that were left to deal with the mess that was left behind as far as having to put up with family for a start. And that's a whole different ball game. But do you know what? So many different things lead to suicide. So many things lead to depression. And do you know what? That one person that you see in the street today that you thought looked a mess or looked a bit fed up or their hair was a mess or they didn't smile very much or whatever, could be that one person that's not here tomorrow or maybe they've just lost somebody. I think all of us, including myself, are quick to judge those that don't seem to fit in our society or whatever, you know, the, the ones that run the street that are drugged, um, the ones that are drunk, you know, all these different things. What's around depression? We've got suicide, you know, sometimes it can be because of the pain that we're in, it can be because of cancer, it can be because of illnesses, it can be drink, it could be drugs, it can be grieving the loss of a child, parents, siblings, it can be the breakdown in relationships. It can be accidents. You know, even an accident of work that changes somebody's life can start it. Even being an animal advocate, we all know to see all of this pet loss every single day can be too much. Bullying, even cyberbullying, all of these things can be that one thing that starts it. Even down to our own children being bullied, you know, things that they, we hear them say when they come home from school, all these different things can be a trigger to start off depression. Tonight I'm taking calls from people who have gone through depression who, or even ones who I'm going to say are brave enough to come on and talk about how they're feeling today and what's making them feel like it. This show is not just to help you guys today, this is actually to help myself. I don't think, to be fair, that I will ever get over the loss of my brother. I always feel like when I go back to Shropshire, I feel like he'll still be there. I've got a lot of anger built up, and I think that grieving is going to take a lot of years, if at all, for to not. It'll never go, but it's still very much in my mind, and something I wanted to talk about, but also to be able to help people as well, because I know a lot of people that are struggling, that have gone through different things. That you know, sometimes we just need to release it all. The one thing I always say is sometimes. You know when you do that deep breath? All do is a big, deep breath. And you get to that point, and do you know what? It's like as if that big, deep breath that you just did doesn't quite reach where you need it to go. It's even further back than that deep breath. Tonight, I want to help people, like I do with every single show that I do, in one way or another. But tonight, this is like even emotional for me to do. So, I'm going to talk to people that are actually going through it, and I want you to call into the show. three two three eight seven zero three eight six one. If you're calling from the UK, it's 001. Okay? You can email the show. I'll try and look in, into my emails during the show, and maybe I could read some out. So, if you don't want to call in, or can't call in, or maybe there's a reason why, by all means, give us an email at gmail at gmail.com. Uh, hi to Debs in the chat room. Um, hope you're okay. Um, so, with no further ado Because I know I've got somebody waiting on the line already uh, Hi there Sam, how are you doing? alright Darren, how are you? Oh, do you know what? It's, it's always a bit of a row with these sorts of shows But yeah. I want it to make it so that we're helping people And it turns it into a positive
1: Yeah, just before we start on that I was just watching um, Crystal and that on their demonstration And do you know oh, what do you know they're shouting? Ask Sue,
2: ask Sue
0: I love that girl. I absolutely love that girl. Can I just say, let me just say to anybody, if anybody's got a spare airplane ticket, right, for me to get over to Philly, I'm not joking, I would go tomorrow.
1: That girl, I...
0: Crystal Sue right, big, it's massive... It right in my
1: evening. It's right in my oh. evening hearing them all shout... Ask, they, they, they shouted something first, something about dogs, and then it was asked Sue. And I was thinking, oh. I, I hope she's watching this.
0: Oh, do you what? Know, I'm not joking. That's <laughs> made me feel quite emotional, just because of the fact you know how much I work trying to make a difference.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. Oh, my God, and it's
0: difficult. Please, will you find that link and share it to me, because I want to listen to it after. No, yeah, you shared it to
1: me. You shared the link to me, darling. Well, I
0: right, I must have a look then, because I'll tell you why, because I've not had a chance to listen, I just saw him doing it, and I've shared it, because I've literally coming onto the show, so it was like, I've got to set everything up, so I quickly saw it, and thought, I must do mention, so, Crystal wow. Severs, I absolutely love you, girl, and one day, me and you are having a massive hug, because I absolutely love that girl, absolutely it's... awesome, and do you know what, I think I'm going to be right in saying, and I hope Crystal doesn't know, mind me saying, but I know that girl has hit rock bottom recently, oh. overseeing what she's been been going through over yeah. i don't know what they've done at acct but let me yeah. tell you philly shelter watch out advocates are definitely coming for you you are going to get sorted out and we will be getting an rsu show because i will make sure and us advocates will connect okay so don't even yeah. if you think that we're in the uk trust me yeah. we can even kick ass from the uk
1: <laughs> and I think, I think talking about animal advocates, and it is kind of to do with depression, there is actually something called compassion fatigue. When you're mm. an animal advocate or an advocate for anything, when you're constantly day in, day out, dealing with distressing pictures, videos, stories, It builds up, it builds up, and it leads to compassion fatigue, which can lead to depression. So what I will say to all animal advocates, all advocates of any kind, please take time for yourself. Take a couple of days off, just go go to a spa, go shopping, go out for a meal, whatever. You have to take time for yourself, otherwise you will just end up in a really deep depression. Definitely. And do you know what?
0: Deb sits in the chat room. We were talking about this, Sam, as well, the other day. And Deb is the same. She lost her dog, but also it's around the same time as we were fighting for Lennox at Belfast. And I'll tell you now, that knocked the seven bells out of me because we literally had sent a reporter over there who was in the building... I was yeah. literally doing shows while she was in the building because we actually were told by Belfast Belfast City Council there was a chance yeah. that she was going to be that he was going to be coming out alive, yeah. and yeah. they killed him while she was in the building. Apparently, that's awful. I mean, that's just such an awful, it, awful we, thing to we, do. we literally had people raise four thousand pounds on a, a four-hour show that we did. They raised four thousand pounds. For us to yep. get a reporter over over there to go and see exactly what was going on in yeah. Belfast.
1: Yeah, well, what um, I'm actually find, what I'm sorry, what I'm actually yep. finding at the moment, which is actually really bringing me down, is I'm finding that they're, they're actually killing them as I'm as I'm networking them. And yep. so they've done this. This has happened to me twice in the last week. I've just finished networking a dog, and somebody's turned around and said, "Oh, they've killed that one." And it was just. Yeah. Oh my god, you know, they haven't even given yep. up the chance. And yep. you, you sort of probably think, Well, what's the point? But you can't give up because if you give up then that what that one person giving up could make the difference, is can could be the difference between life and death.
0: Yep. So yeah, yep. it's definitely very,
1: very, very, very um, whew, yeah, I, well, I spoke to you the other night, you know how sort of down I'm getting about it all and everything. Um, but, um, you know, but that's for another day. That's for another conversation. Anyway, depression. Okay. My depression, I told you the day, was brought on by 9-11. Um, I watched what happened on 9-11. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a film or something when I first started watching it. My son was at school and, um, you know, it was awful. I will never, ever forget the people jumping out the windows. That is the the vision that stays with me the what how many years later are we eighteen years later that is what yeah. I remember the most anyway, a couple of days later, I found myself walking around the house, wringing my hands, weeping and weeping and weeping and I rang up the Samaritans and sort of they were very good and I said, you know that basically I was terrified of there being a a third world war nuclear explosion and not being able to get to my son he was at school i was at home he would die alone and scared and that was the catalyst for me i don't know if it's the same for everybody if everybody has a catalyst that brings it on but also mine is also partly related to a condition i have called wilson's disease so i've got a bit of a double-edged sword part of it is medical and part of it is state of being if you like so yeah. I guess it's different for everybody, isn't it? I mean, your yeah. your you know your brother committing suicide. I think that would bring anybody to um, bad depression. Yeah. I mean, it's coming up the fifth anniversary of my brother's death, and although he didn't commit suicide, um, it's it's still very hard. I mean, I know yeah. it's very hard, yeah. dad, I... very hard for my mum and dad. Very hard for my mum and dad. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah. Anyway, and
1: the so thing is. It's like with grieving, though, whether, you know, yeah. even if it's losing
0: a dog, a kid, a sibling, a mum, dad, auntie, uncle, grandparent, whatever, yeah. right, what I always say to everybody, everybody grieves different, Yeah. right, and I've said this on quite a few shows now, and I'll say it again, everybody grieves different, nobody yeah. grieves the same, we've all got our different ways of dealing with stuff, right, now, yeah. I know Debs is in the chat room, and I know Debs is going to call in in a bit, but I'll very quickly say, she is an inspiration, this girl, right? She literally yeah. went downhill after um, losing Lennox, when we lost Lennox,
2: yeah. but
0: also because she lost her dog at about the same time. Yeah. And that girl turned to drugs. And when yeah. I, the, the, the day that I met her, I actually, met her, I'd spoken to her for months before, but the yeah. day that I met her, she was actually on drugs and out of it. That girl's actually turned her life around and absolutely amazing. But what I will say again is that everybody grieves different, right? Now, with me, I lost my daughter in 1996, two days old, hadn't got a clue, right? Totally, she was due for the 16th of December. I had her on the 16th of December. She died on the 18th of December. And literally, I buried her on the 23rd of December. Yeah, yeah. I literally went home after the hospital and after losing my daughter, and I went home to an over-decorated Christmas tree, Christmas yeah. cards, congratulation yeah. cards, and everything else all yeah. mixed together.
2: Yeah.
0: So you open their next card and you don't know what you're going to open to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I don't know how I got through that. I think the main thing was because I'd got Kim, who was a year, ho- year old, yeah. and she, I can honestly pretty much say, she saved me. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But... I went into, if you like, ask Sue mode, and do you know what? When I was in the hospital, the special care baby unit told me that the piece of equipment that they wanted to transport Kaylin over to Birmingham
2: like, yeah. was going
0: to cost £2,000, and they hadn't got it. The machine was broken, and they needed a small piece of machine, right. if you like, that was going to cost right. £2,000 that could have fitted in my hand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I literally... Um, soon when she passed away, I said to Dr. Bob at the time at Shrewsbury, I said to him, right, I will be back. And he went, <laughs> I've heard that before on a film, and I went, yeah, I bet you And anyway, he said, I said, but I will. And anyway, what do you mean? I went, I'm going to raise that money. Yeah. And he said, you what? He said, just lost your daughter, don't worry about that. I went, no, 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 I can't have another yeah. parent going through that. There shouldn't yeah. be a choice of whether we can or can't take a baby. I don't think that yeah. Kelly was meant to go. She wasn't meant to stay yeah. in this airplane. I've never... Said, oh, she would have been saved if she got to Birmingham. Because I'm under no illusion, she wouldn't have done. End of right. No. But they, d- I didn't have a choice. Right, like, she couldn't no. go. They hadn't got this machine. No. I raised two and a half grand. I lost oh, her in well the December, done. and I raised two and a half grand before the April.
1: Well done. Uh, so
0: but you know what else no. happened? What? Happened? I went and split with my um, with Kaylin's dad in February, yeah. because I suddenly realized that life was too short and I wasn't going to take a shit anymore. There and I go. got told it was antenatal depression. I went, this isn't antenatal depression. I said, this is me waking up. This is crazy. Why horrendous. would I have to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She <laughs> yeah. made me realize so much. And yeah. do you know what I'll say to everybody? I think this is why I do the radio show. It's because I think I was... Given all these issues that I've had to go through in life, so I can help everybody else. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mom, I, mean, uh, do you I mean, people people don't realise what you go through. I mean, I lost a daughter too. Um, sadly, I she was never born alive. I had to give birth to her when I was six months pregnant. She was already oh, dead. Oh, for sure. uh, And it took me ten years to get over that. Um, yep. Uh, it, it was a long time. Uh, I couldn't face people i i what annoyed me was people's reactions i got one of two reactions one was oh you're young you've got plenty of time yet or two it never happened it was like i'd never been pregnant and it you know people i i think if people don't know what to say you know but i i left my job and and everything and i basically went into hype retreat for three months um, I ended up back in the hospital for for a little while during it, but that's beside the point. But work was really good and took me back when I was ready. But it did lead, in a way, to the end of my relationship with uh, her father and who is also my living son's father because he didn't grieve. He didn't yep. grieve with me. He yep. He says he because he felt he had to be strong for me and everything, I was crying like there was... No, tomorrow I couldn't stand to see pregnant women or, you know, and he just wouldn't cry with me. And that led really to the breakdown of the beginning of the breakdown of our relationship, you know. And um, I I then went on to have my son a year later, which, you know, I'm forever grateful for. To me, he's a miracle. Um, But I'd never tried for any more children because I had to scare with him. And I thought, no, I can't go through this anymore. You know, but yeah. people don't realise what people go through in life because I'm not one of these people that's going to go around and tell everybody what's happened yeah. in my life. But if you add all these things up, so you'll you'll get this. It comes to a point where you do get down because you think, when is life going to deal me a good hand?
0: Oh yeah. Why do I have yeah. to keep
1: going through all this? Why yeah. if it just when I'm starting to feel really good about myself and life's really going well, something really bad happens? you know yep. um, but we get through it and we move on and, but you know we all go through this and people who have never suffered from clinical depression i mean i'm, I'm talking diagnosed depression will never understand what it's like yeah because they yep. they they have very much of the attitude that if they give you a kick up the backside you'll get over it it's yep. not like that it is not yep. like that when do, I'm going you know, <laughs> through a really bad period of depression, I do not leave my bedroom. My bedroom is, that's where I live for however yeah. many months it is until, you yeah. know. So this is what I really want to stress with people. Do not judge people until you've walked a mile in their shoes. Yeah. Please. Yep. Okay? I agree. I carry on, Sue.
0: But do you know what? Carry on. It, and le, let me just tell you to say a quick quote, because there's a few things yeah. that Malcolm used to yeah. say, my brother, yeah. that... Yeah. that but quite in, to be fair, is quite funny in hindsight yeah. when you think yeah. where he is now.
2: Yeah. I can
0: remember when I had depression and the doctors had told me to go on to tablets. And I didn't yeah. really want to go on tablets because I said, no, I need to sort things out. Anyway, I went yeah. home and I said to my brother, I went, they've told me to go on tablets. So i want me to go on yeah. antidepression tablets. And yeah. he went, So he said, listen to me, he said, you don't need to go on tablets. Do you know what you need to do? And I went, what? He went, You need to sort your shit out. And that really? is exactly what he said to me.
1: Right? But then he but you know
0: what do you know what I think it was? I think he was actually talking to himself.
1: I think he was I look now right, right there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was yeah. trying I think you're to right sort there. his
0: shit out and he couldn't.
1: No. He, be, no. it's weird yeah it is there's very so strange, much of
0: Malcolm's story that I could probably fill a toll to on a show with just in Malcolm's yeah, story right? but yeah, it's both yeah. his and my depression, and yeah. i'm going to say with definitely Malcolm's, even probably as much as mine, was down yeah. to our childhood, and yeah. my parents i'm going to yeah. say I don't think they even realize what they did
1: probably not
0: do you know what I mean no. I'm, i i yeah. I'm not being funny, I never want the conversation with them did they realize because I I just don't want to even go, down it. I don't speak to my parents anymore. And if, if before anybody starts, or oh, you only get one mum and dad, well, go to speak to them, because they only have one daughter, too. Maybe she should say the
1: well, same. The attitude I have to that is we don't get to choose who our family is. And just because you are family does not mean you have to get on with them or love them. We choose our friends. We yes. choose our friends. If we could choose our family, life might be a bit better. I am very lucky I have fantastic parents um yeah you know i didn't appreciate them when i was certainly not when i was a teenager i went through a terribly rebellious period and they went through shit when we were kids there were six of us um my brother jonathan who has now died um he was troubled from the minute he was born and <laughs> my parents yeah. have blamed themselves the whole of his life and now even though he's dead they still blame themselves and it was nothing they did Nothing they did. They were good parents. When you have, you he wanted to be an only child, and he was stuck with being one in six. And you know, um, they did what they could. You know, and (laughs) having six kids cannot be easy. You know, we were age. I was the oldest, and I was ten years older than the youngest. And you know, um, but it had an effect on them. My mum ended up in being sectioned. Uh, for a week um, this was quite a few years ago now and my dad was heartbroken he'd never been without her <laughs> you know? yeah. I want to know <clears time. I've clears throat> my dad cry you know? um, so yeah you cannot choose your family so I totally get what you say about your parents
0: yeah. if you don't get on with yep. your parents
1: you don't get on with your parents simple as yep. that yeah. But yeah. do
0: you know what, I always, I always say to everybody, I, I don't get on with my family because it, it extends not just to my mum and dad, it goes further afield than that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm not going to go into that tonight, we'll talk yeah. about it. we'll have to do a family show, that'll be a totally yeah, we different to. thing. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. but, but the thing is, I always say to everybody, I treat my friends like family. Yeah. Because my I've got one mate of mine. She is my world. She lives in Shropshire. and name's yeah. Sadie. And she has been through absolute, my lowest, my highest. And do you yeah. know what? And I lost my brother. She came yeah. to the funeral. And to yeah. be fair, she saved me having to pay bail money to get out. Yeah. Because so she was, she just kept me together that day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I had to go with my kids to that funeral. And I had to say to them, whatever happens today, everything has got to be respectful to Malcolm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whatever happens. And do you know what? I've got no problem in telling people this. This is just one small piece of what my parents did to get right under our skin. And that was they lit up a fag at the back of the hearse while my brother is in the coffin at the back of the hearse. And really? then while they put the coffin in the grave, we literally finished the service, and they met a fag up right by the coffin, right by the Good grave. Good
1: God, could they not wait? My
0: daughter, my daughter said, Mum, aren't you going to do something? I went, not today. I mm. said, but the fact that you've noticed this shows that I've brought you up decent enough. And we'll leave it that today, just leave it where it is. I said, just yeah. remember, Malcolm is watching. No. How? Yeah. How? How my parents didn't end up in that hole with him, I will yeah. never, ever know to this day. But I will say that I was, my proudest moment of that day was when I turned around. I got my partner stood by me. I got my kids around the back of me. I've got Kimberly's boyfriend stood behind me, my best mate and her son. And all of us were wearing purple ties or purple scarves. Yeah. And do you know what? We looked uniform and we reunited. And that made wearing? me proud.
1: That's yeah, what, what kept you, what, me
0: going for that day.
1: Yeah, what were your parents wearing? Not not purple, I take it.
0: <clears throat> no, definitely no. Bloody or well not, we oh, because no. I never spoke to them. Do you know what I mean? No, but no. The thing was, they they never even acknowledged me at the so, and and I did a three a four page speech about my brother and my mum and dad had put a speech together of thirty, but no, not even thirty. I would say probably three minutes. Okay. Really. Yeah, and do you know what? They hadn't spoken to my brother for 15 years, and all of a sudden they were the grieving parents.
1: Right.
0: So it it isn't just the fact of the grieving that I've had to deal with, that I've had that phone call to say my brother's gone. I've actually had to deal with all of that other stuff as well. So I'm not just grieving, I'm angry. Yeah. Do
2: you
0: know what I mean? And this is where I'm struggling. And this is where I want people to call in tonight, and I'm going to do more depression shows because I know this is going to go pretty viral, to be fair. Because I think the trouble is none of us want to speak out and openly about our depression. Let me say to everybody, there is nothing wrong with you because you've got depression. Let's be fair. This world is such a cruel world out there that us good people have got to help each other.
1: Yeah. and also because with austerity and people not working and um, or universal credit and whatever else is going on in the world, depression is becoming more and more common. It's, yeah. it's one in four people are going to suffer from mental health issues at some stage in their life, and the situation in this country at the moment is not helping. It really is yeah. not helping, and that I am hoping that there is not the stigma that they used to be with it, you know. Um, but, yeah. you know, I think, I think, you know, this show will do good. This show will do good. So is your is Debbie waiting to get come on yet?
0: No, no, she's quite happy chatting in the chat room.
1: <laughs> all right, okay. Well, tell her to tell <laughs> give us a nudge when she wants to come on, or is there got anybody else waiting? I don't want to take up all your but time. No, if we've got, got nobody else, else waiting.
0: waiting a minute. I, I know, know that... Okay. Do you yeah, know but,
1: what? And it's but, quite funny...
0: Yeah, I've actually got, going to have a rascal called Sunny calling in, and I I had Sunny on the show years ago, and she was really funny, and she's just told me that she's having a bit of a low time, and do you know what, I'm going to say this, and I think, Sam, you're the same as me, you've got loads of people on your Facebook and advocates worldwide, and I'm going to say to all of you, if ever you feel the need to speak to somebody, whatever your issue is, right, Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's 2 o'clock in the morning and I'm not up, right, yeah. Even if you're in the US and you're, I'm I'm in bed asleep and you're up, right? Yeah. If you ever need to fill my messenger up, and that comes for you as well, Sam, anybody, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. like, message, call, just say, Sue, can you give me a ring because I'm feeling a bit down at the minute? Just ask. Do you know what? Yeah. I would have done anything for my brother to ring me up that day and just yeah, say, yeah. Sue, I really need yeah. you.
3: Yeah. Right?
0: So anybody out there today, tomorrow, in a week's time, months' time, years' time—I don't care when you're listening to the show—if you're feeling down and you're listening to the show, you can email asushow at gmail dot com, or you can message me on Facebook anytime you want.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, um, David, my partner, his brother committed suicide. Um, so uh, it was quite a while ago now. His brother, uh, his brother was money was everything and he was um, a a structural architect. He used to draw all the plans for architecture. Then, of course, computers came in and started to do it with CAD and stuff like that. And he just couldn't get on with computers. He preferred doing it by pen. So he lost his job. And he lost his lifestyle. He lost the money. And he couldn't cope. And so he took his own life. Yeah. You know, and, and to take your own life over something that basic... It's very sad. But not only that, he had very specific wishes for what he wanted at his funeral and David knew what they were and his family went against all of it. So David refused to go to the funeral because he knew that Terry would be looking down and would be really unhappy with what the rest of the yep. family had done. And so David couldn't yep. bear going. And he never really sort of forgave the rest of the family for it. Um, you know, but I think the family is more or less gone now. But, yeah, and it, it sort of had quite an effect on David, really, because he wasn't... I think Terry was older, but, yeah, it still had an effect on him, you know, that money was that important that he couldn't live yeah. without it. You know, yeah, uh, I, I've never got that bad. I, you know, I could always find enough money to buy a loaf of bread. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's never put me in the point where I wanted to take my own life, I don't think. Yeah. 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 Do you get anxiety as well? No. Do you depression? know what?
0: I say, I say this, but, I mean, I did used to, to be fair, when I was on my own and yeah. I got the kids, yeah. and I think the anxiety for me built up when I yeah. was trying to protect the kids from seeing yeah. what I was like that yeah. I built it up inside me, that I got yeah. anxiety from it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, mean? I used to suffer from terrible anxiety, absolute, literally crippling anxiety, couldn't leave the house anxiety. And what gets me through mine is my animals. I hug my yeah. animals until it passes. I, I don't very often get anxiety attacks or panic attacks anymore. Um, but my son's the same, and he just uh, um, cuddles his cats. And it gets him through it, you know. But I used to cover my dog blessing when he was still alive, and it got me through it, you know. Uh, yeah. And I think, you know, find find your own coping mechanism, you know. And I, yeah. the one thing that I did discover that I really enjoyed doing and helped me a lot with my depression and my anxiety was gardening. <laughs> yeah. Sounds odd. Yep. Outside, fresh air, a bit of easy manual work. Your your brain just you don't you're not really thinking about anything, and you just forget about everything for a little while, and having yep. animals as well—they because they keep you up, don't they? Because they do the most stupid things. Oh, is your is your Yorkie behaving himself now? Is it's it Your Yorkshire terrier? Your Yorkshire terrier? Is it your Yorkshire terrier? No, it wasn't up? mine.
0: It was a mate. It was a mate of mine's actually. I haven't oh, spoken to her right. recently to ask her,
1: but right. <laughs> well, right. oh, yeah, she was having like a now. nightmare.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, you, but animals are a great. Um, I find a brilliant therapy when you suffer from yeah. depression. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, recommend getting a dog, get a cat. Yeah. Do you know
0: what? When I was was a kid, I got bullied every single day at school. Various things happened to me at school, and that'll be another show. Um, But I used to have a Springer Spaniel when I was a kid. And do you know what? I used to sit with that Springer Spaniel, tell him Togo his name was, and I used to tell him all the time, everything, I was fed up. And I'm not joking, I used to sit there as a kid, wiping my tears with his big, long ears.
1: yeah. And they listen. You know what I mean? They sit well, they sit there and they listen to you. And they yeah. are so good at picking up on your emotions and, and yeah. how you're feeling. They are fantastic. Uh, they're, oh, no, I can't, I can't praise animals enough. When you are feeling really down, <laughs> they pick up on it and they will come and either lay a paw on your knee or their head on your knee. And they'll just look at you and say, tell me all about it. You know, yeah, yeah, Exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But also,
0: do you know, I can remember my granddad and and somebody told me about my granddad had had depression when I was about a year old, just under a year old. And apparently my granddad used to come and see me and he'd put me in the pram and he'd say, I'm just taking the sea right for a walk. And he'd go and take me for a walk. And apparently the way he got over depression was he used to tell me everything, even though I was a kid. He yeah. just literally used to tell me everything. And he, yeah. he actually once said to me, he said, the reason I connected with you is because you pretty well saved me when you were, young, when you were younger, but you didn't realize. No. No,
1: it's, um, I think that's such a huge help when you're suffering from depression, is having that one person that you yeah. can talk to about anything and everything.
2: Yep. You know, my
1: yep. best friend Lil, who's been my best friend for God, bloody hell, nearly 40 years, she lives 300 miles away now, but yeah. we, we've been through a lot of similar things through our lives, but she's been with me through all of the horrible things, the good things. And same with me, with her. I've been, seen her through a lot, and she is the one person I can tell everything to and know That's that like I will not get any saving. judgment. Yeah, I will not yeah. get any judgment. All I will get is support. But- and good but all. do you know what? It's not just that. When you've got a
0: decent friend like that, the one that you can ring half past two in the yeah. morning because you're having a bad time, yeah. Yeah. it's not just about the listening. It's yeah. a, it's the one, that one good friend who yeah. will not nod their heads at you all the time, no. right, on the hope that that's the right answer. If they yeah. don't think you're doing right, they'll tell you.
1: Oh, God, yeah. But you I don't fall oh, yeah. out
0: over it. It's like, Sadie, no, no. the amount of time she's going. What are you talking about? Why would you do that for? I've never oh, yeah. once fallen out with that
1: girl, not once. I no, love her. No. She's—I would say she's my soul sister. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean my my best friend's called Lil, and yeah, we're we're as different as chalk and cheese. We really are. Um, but if oh, she's like my what my I think my sister should be. I don't have a close relationship with any of my siblings. Um, so Lil's almost my... She's better than a sister. Uh, it's yep. hard to describe that, that sort of yep, friendship. Same with Sadie. It's yep. very difficult. She's the one person that I, I would do anything for um, at the drop of a hat. And she's the one person that I trust above all others, apart from my parents. I trust them you know, with my life, but she's the only person apart from my parents I trust with everything, you know, and I think it does, people could have someone like that that's not family. Yeah, yeah? Definitely. yeah. definitely, definitely. So, yeah. If you haven't um, got a Lil or a Sadie, go out and get one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you know what, though?
1: I've got to yeah. say,
0: they're really hard to find. I've had they probably are. three really good friends in my lifetime, yeah. right? Yeah. But this yeah. is besides Sadie, Those three friends have all stolen my business ideas.
1: Really? Yeah. They're not much of a friend, are they? they? I have to say, I mean, I'm 56 now, and I can count on one hand the people I count as, I mean, people that I actually know in real life. Do you know what I mean? People that I've met face-to-face and and with that. I can can count them on less than one hand, people that I would call good friends.
0: Yep. Do you know what I actually said to Chris the other day, um, because something had happened the other day, actually, and I said to him, I don't want friends no more. No. And and do you know what, I think it's for me, because the fact that I treat my friends like family, I'm more hurt than most because they are my family.
1: Oh, I get really hurt if I'm let down. If I'm let down by somebody I thought was a friend, I get really hurt. And what what, Mm. um, gets me is the people that you're the one that's always get maintaining the contact. You're the yes. one that's always emailing or writing. They never they never initiate it. And so yep. I don't bother anymore. I don't do it. I'm, I'm like that with my siblings. I, I sent them Christmas cards and birthday cards. Never got one back from them, so I stopped. Yep. <laughs> you know, what's the point? Um, yep. But, yep. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't like one-sided friendships, I'm afraid. I, no, I'm exactly. No, no. That's why I love Lil so much because it's not just one sided. Yeah, yeah do you know, so? what? yeah, it, it's yeah, exactly
0: girl. the same with Sadie. I can remember one day, um, she just, she did. The, I don't, We've never had an argument, but she was upset with me one day. It was her birthday, yeah. and I hadn't wished her happy birthday. <gasps> now anybody's birthday, yeah. But do you know what? Listen, yeah. anybody who's got a birthday coming up, if I don't say happy sure. birthday, don't ever be upset by it. And I'll tell you no. why. I won. I am useless at remembering people's birthdays. Right, <laughs> and okay. do you know what? And the second thing is, if, for instance, um, Sam, I saw something, maybe I'm out shopping, right, and maybe I saw a little plaque and I thought, oh, my gosh, that, Sam would love that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was something we talk about or if it's a little plaque yeah. or a verse that I think would mean something to you, yeah. I would buy it and send it to you. Not because it's your birthday or any reason. Oh, I yeah, would just I buy it because you're a friend and I've seen that and I've liked it. Right?
1: Yeah, I do, and you so know, I do that. I do that, and people don't get it. People no, don't get I why you do. do it. Oh, well, I'm I know the world you world do world. it
0: because you do it. Yeah, but, I um, honestly are the only totally.
1: Yeah, uh, you're the only other person I know who does does that.
0: Yep. Well, <laughs> yeah. one day I knew that Sadie was in the shop, so I literally yeah. went to the florist and I went and got some beautiful bunch of flowers, gorgeous they were, yeah. and yeah. I walked in. And she didn't look so happy. And I said, hey, oh, you're all right, love. And she went, hey, oh, I them flowers for And I went, no, for you. And she went, it's not my birthday. I went, no. And she went, I'm not married anymore. She went, so it's not anniversary. So why have you brought me flowers? And I went, just because you're a friend. And I thought you might need cheering up so I bought you some flowers. And she was like nearly in tears. And I went, no, 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 no. said no. This is supposed to make you happy. And she went, I'm yeah. just having a real bad day today. And do you know what? It's like as if you knew. Um. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, that's what friends yeah. are about, aren't they? They're the yeah, ones that literally ring you up randomly and say, Fancy going out for a cuppa? fancy going to wherever for a meal out or do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, and I think when, when you're going through really bad times, when you're going through a period of depression and that, we need our Sadies, we need our Lils, we need our Tom, Dicks, Harrys, whatever your best friend's call yeah, them. Yeah, definitely. Because at, at the end of the day, if you need that one person, you can count on that best friend. Could be your husband, could be your wife. There are some people that are lucky enough for their spouse, partner, or whatever, to also be their best friend. My mum and dad are like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. But not
1: also lucky. Yeah.
0: You, yeah, you exactly. that
1: special someone to help yeah. you get through things. And I truly
0: believe exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. But I think yeah. it's always good to have a network of people. Do you know what it's like on Facebook? Do you know what I can yeah. almost, and you're included in this, when I yeah. put a status up saying, like last night, I'm not joking, I must have had I'm exhausted tonight, I'll be honest. I probably had about, I would say at the most, two hours sleep. I just couldn't yeah. sleep. My brain was, I couldn't oh. switch off. I was thinking monkey about brain. everything. Yeah,
1: monkey do you brain. mean? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I have that. I yeah. Just, I have I think, four or five of them a week.
0: Yeah. Well, do you know? Honestly, I'm terrible. You know. Even let's face it, we all do it. Go to the toilet in the middle of the night, right? And I'm not joking. As soon as I get back into bed, that's it. Ed's already awake. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And last night though. I've got Malcolm on my mind, and I think it's because I knew I was doing the show today. Yeah. But it's like as if I was thinking about things, and you know what I mean, just stupid. And then I thought, oh, going to have a cup of tea, and then the cat wanted to come in, and then I went back to bed, and then I'm awake, and I'm thinking, and it's like... And then I'm waking Chris up saying, it's five o'clock, you need to wake up, your alarm's going off.
1: And he's thinking right. through
0: his alarm, and there's me going, yeah. you don't shut that up in a minute, I'm going to smash it. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: I suffer from dreadful insomnia. I think I'll get it from my dad. And I have nights where I, a week, Weeks and weeks of nights where I just can't switch my brain off. My body yeah. may be absolutely worn out, but my brain just will not switch off. It's not thinking about anything in particular. It's thinking about loads of different things. And yeah. I... You know, and the more you the more you trying to sleep, the worse it gets. Because yep. you end up thinking, I'll oh, oh, stop thinking. And you're thinking about why you're thinking. And, you, oh, you end up in this vicious circle. Yep. If I get to sleep and I go to the toilet, I'm like you, that's it, I'm awake. I cannot yep. go straight back to sleep. I envy those people that can get up, go to the toilet, go back to bed and go straight back to sleep. I wish oh. I could do that. Do
0: you, do you know what? I'm not joking. My other half can get into bed and literally head into the pillow and he's asleep. Oh, no, not me. But,
1: yeah, yeah. so can David. David can yep. as well, and I can't, never have been able to. Never have yep. been able but my dad can't either. I'm exactly like no. my dad. I look like my dad, and I have insomnia like my dad. It's <laughs> his fault. Blame him. <laughs> I've blame got his ears <laughs> as well. I've got his ears as well, so I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I love my dad. I forgive him, I forgive him. <laughs> yeah, he's, near near. He's, nearly get, he's nearly at the end of his chemo. Oh, is how he? How's he you know, getting one, on? Yeah, really, really well. His PAS, which is how they count whatever it is, is down from 54 to 16. So it's really, really working, and he's coping with it so well. They want him to do a couple of extra rounds just to make sure he's got. They've got it all. So it looks right. looking really, really good. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I'm yeah. So
1: pleased. I'm so pleased. Oh,
0: bless you.
1: So I could. Uh, so if I lost my dad, I'm serious. I I don't think I would ever recover. Um, yeah. My mum says I'm very protective of my dad, and I am. I'm very much. Uh, I'm the firstborn, and I am a daddy's girl. I love. I love my mum as well, but I love my dad to bits. I really do. And yeah. I would be yeah. so lost without him. I really will. Yeah. And I, exactly. I don't think I will ever recover. I don't think I will yeah. ever recover. Um, so, I keep I, every time I see them, I say to them. I'm telling you now, you do not have permission to die before me. <laughs> you've got, to, I've got to, you've got, out, you've got to outlive me, you two. You know, because I can't imagine life without them. And do you It know actually what? really brings me down. If I start thinking about that, I get really depressed and I start crying. So I really yeah. try hard not to think about my parents dying. Uh, cause yeah, just, but do you
0: know what? I think we need to appreciate. I think that we should. And I say this like as if I do it every day. Not.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: we should literally, all of us, treat every day like it's our last. That's what
1: I say to my son. That's what I say to my son. Do
0: you know what? I because... Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, do you know what? I am, I am a bit of a bugger. Me and my daughter and my and my kids, right, me and Kim, me and Jana and Jamie, mm-hmm. we all say, and and even to Chris, my partner, all of us say, love you, bye, on the phone every single time. Me too.
1: Me too, when I speak right. to my son. Now, I never I have that parents. for my mum and dad, yeah. ever. No, I, al- I always say it to my mum and dad, and I always say it to my son, because that might be the last time I speak to them. Absolutely. Um, especially since I had the brain tumour, um, because it's made me that much more aware of what a close call I had. If that hadn't been discovered when it was discovered, I wouldn't be here now. Uh, yeah. because it was encroaching on the part of the brain that controls your breathing, and I would have probably died in my sleep. Um, so I appreciate the fact that I they got it and I'm alive, and I can, I'm alive to say I love you to my son and my parents. So every yeah. time I speak to them, I make sure I say it. And I don't just yeah. say it once. <laughs> you know, I say it multiple times. Um, yep. Because yep. I do, and I want them to know it. Because I yep. could walk out the yep. door and get hit by a bus, or they could, something could happen to them. And whatever yep. happens, I want them to know I love them.
0: Yep. And that is so, yep.
1: that is so important to me. It sounds like yep. it to you as well.
0: Yeah. It is. Yeah. Do you know what? And the funny part is, and this is what's horrible for me, and this is where I sh- I've struggled a lot for the last probably 15, 20 years, right? Yep. I literally had it where my mum, I I was dad's girl. I, I idolised my dad when I was younger. Yeah. My mum, I'd never got on well with my mum. But do you know yeah. what? The thing was with them that I literally would try and do anything I could to help them and everything, do you know what I mean? And yeah. I literally look now and I try to be everything they're not. I can't even remember my mum ever telling me that she loved me.
1: No. Are like, serious? No. Right I, wait, I let me
0: tell you, let me tell you a quick story.
1: Yeah. I went yeah, to yeah.
0: New Zealand to live okay, when I was um eighteen.
2: Yeah, I went yeah. over
0: there for a year, and right. my visa was running out for the year, so I rung and told my mum and dad that I was um going to um Australia for three months and then I was going back to New Zealand because then I'd be able to have my visa. Yeah. I actually told them a bit of a white lie. I was actually going back to Eng- coming back to England because I was missing my mum and dad. Now, hindsight is that I stayed, obviously, but yeah. I didn't tell them I was coming. Right. I actually right, yeah. got, yeah. I got on the plane, I came all the way from New Zealand on my own, all the way back to Shrewsbury, to London. Then I got the, a, 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 tr- a bus from London to Shrewsbury, because I didn't, I wasn't happy about going on a train then. That was when I was still yeah. very much learning. And yeah. then I got a black taxi from Shrewsbury back to my mum and dad's, right? Yes. Yeah. I pulled up in the taxi, I brought my bag out, I went into the house, walked into the house, my mum had seen me, put the kettle on, and she said, what are you doing here? It was like as if I'd just come back from a night out. What? Right? Oh, my God. And that was, that was like, un- like, I didn't get that. Now, when my two brothers come back, one nearly crashed into the wall on the bike, because he was in shock that I was at the window, he thought he was seeing yeah. things,
2: yeah. and the other
0: one come in and then burst into tears. Right. Oh, right. My dad, he was working later and he come back in the car and I yeah. said to my brother, Go and run in to, out and tell him, I'm on the phone, I've been only be, I've been on here too long already and I've got to go off. And anyway, next minute he's running in to get the phone and I passed him the phone and said, Here you go, Dad Well my dad burst into tears, sobbing uncontrollably, nearly pulled the oh. phone off the hook and everything.
2: Oh. Well,
0: but then he turned out to how it was. And do you know what? I, I keep saying, my mum and dad are like a pair of swans. You know, they always say that swans pair up and that's it? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It, it, honestly, it, they're like that. Right. It's
1: it's, okay.
0: it's Honestly. But they have never, they never, ever, ever said that they love me or anything. I can't remember stuff like that, ever having it. But my nan and granddad were the opposite. They would do yeah. anything for me. They were like the mum and dad that I should have had. And yeah. I was with my gran- my nan when she passed, and I was with my yeah. granddad when he passed, and I yeah. didn't want to be anywhere else. And yeah. every time I left my granddad's side, I went home at night, eventually, it was about, usually about 11, 12 o'clock yeah. at night, and I used to say to him, don't you dare die before I come back.
2: Yeah. Every
0: single time I'd say to him, don't you dare, and I, literally, and I literally got back, and my brother said to me, come on, we'll go and get a sandwich. I'm, I'm halfway through my sandwich, and I said, Mark, we've got to go back. And he went, why? And I went, we've got to go back. And he went, oh, just eat your sandwich. I went, Malcolm, if you want to have your sandwich, that's fine. But I'm going back. I went back. The nurse said, we're just going to get you. Your like took a turn for the worse. I went in really? the room. He started being sick. And Malcolm said, I can't stay in here. I can't see him being like this. So he went out the room.
1: Really? And
0: honest to God, I felt him leave. Really? Yeah. And the nurse was changing his pyjamas, and I went, oh, my God, he's gone. And they went, no, no, it's just because he stopped. He's just, his breathing's up and down. I went, no, no, I felt him go. He's not here anymore. And they went, no, no. And I went, I'm telling you, my granddad is no longer here. And she felt him, and she went, how did you know that? I said, I felt him go. I can't explain. I felt him go. And she went until I'm done. I went, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And she went, "Well, he's passed away. I went, whoa. I said, you were changing his pyjamas. I said, you've got to change his pyjama top. Don't leave him like that.
1: No, don't. And I made them yeah. change.
0: So they yeah. changed his top, and I brought come in, and he, he said, oh, but I wasn't there. I went, you weren't meant to be, Mal. I don't think he no. could have coped with seeing him go.
1: No. That's no. my
0: honest opinion. No,
1: some people no. can cope with it, some people can't. Yeah, yep. Uh, I yeah, always say to every,
0: if you know the people that say, and do you know what, there's loads of people out there that have literally, and this is another thing that causes depression, when people aren't there when people pass.
1: Yeah.
0: And I say this over and over again, right? If you aren't there when somebody passes, you couldn't have dealt with them seeing them pass. No. And I truly believe that your relatives do what they do, for you not to be there because they know that that's not what you want to see or need. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: That's my personal yeah. opinion. I know there's loads of people out there that are literally struggle so much because they weren't there at the time.
1: Yeah. yeah my dad mean? wasn't um, with his mum when she died, uh, but he desperately wanted to be there. And, but it was his stepdad that um, th- that caused it because he didn't ring up and tell my dad until... It was too late for my dad to get there in time. My, my dad lived that far away from the hospital, and the park, he couldn't get anywhere to park. And so, by the time he got in there, my grand had passed. And he never forgave his stepdad for that. Never forgave him for it. Right until the time my step, my step, his stepdad died. Never forgave. In fact, didn't have anything to do with him after my grand died. Yeah, it's yeah, weird
0: it's enough. Great.
1: It's yeah. hard, uh, and and my mum hard. my mum my mum was so close to her as well my mum absolutely loved her because my mum's mum hated her two daughters um she loved her sons but hated the two daughters and so my yeah. mum and my aunt had a miserable childhood um so I didn't really have anything to do with those grandparents i think you're very lucky to have grandparents that you had such a good relationship with cuz i didn't do you, i had you no know you know, my dad's yeah. mum was lovely but my mum's parents were awful
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and this is why. Do you know what? I've got three beautiful grandchildren. Unfortunately, I only yeah. see two, but mm-hmm. I absolutely idolise three of them, yeah. and i would do anything. Even if I had a phone call right now to say that they needed me, I'd be off this phone. Mm-hmm. I'd say sorry, got to go. Like yeah. they are my world. Right. And when when I actually became um, a grandparent, right, yeah. they said to me, "What do you want to be called?" And I sat down for a minute and I was like, mmm. And I said, what, what's the matter? And I went, I should really be called Nanny Davis. And she went, yes. So why can't you be called Nanny Davis? I said, because my Nanny Davis. And she said, right. And Kim says, well, why don't you want to be called Nanny Davis then? And I went, because I don't know if I can be as good as she was. And, and, and do you know what? That's one hell yeah. of a badge to keep up with, being well, as good yeah. as my nan. Because my nan was uh, honestly the most beautifulest, gorgeous Oh, honestly, she just was a gem to be with. Just so yeah. much fun, so much love. Never ran anybody down. She was, like, spot on. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I just thought, ooh, I don't know if I can keep up with that badge. You know, but yeah. but today, I've got to say something. For, let's put a bit of good out there for a minute. Today, yeah. I took my kids... And we watched yep. and went on our photographs with the air ambulance with the pilot. Oh, right, And the okay. kids st- sat there and watched the air ambulance going up in the air. And Ooh. they loved it. Really? But do you know what? Do you know what that is called? Memory making.
1: Oh. Right, yeah, absolutely.
0: And I love that. I think, yeah. you know, when they're older and they yeah. can say, oh, do you remember when we went to see the helicopter?
1: Yeah.
0: Them little yeah. precious memories in their little yeah. heads, that's good enough for me. Yeah.
1: You no, know? oh, yeah, I mean I, I have um, fantastic memories of being a, a kid on going on holiday because <laughs> quite often it wasn't just my immediate family, but it was also grand, gra- uh, step granddad, aunts and uncles. It would be a whole bloody gang of us, and I remember actually when my son was about ten, my mum and dad paid for all of us to go to Centre Park. So it was twenty-two of us, including the children. I think we had four or five villas, but it was a great week. You know, yep. all the kids yep. spent time, all the grandchildren got to spend time together, and it, and it was really nice, you know, and Connor has some great memories from that, you know, and yep. I'm sure the other kids do, too. And, yep. uh, yeah, I was very generous of my parents, you know, <laughs> to spend just that exactly. much money on this all. You know, yep. um, so, yeah, I think, I think impo- uh, good memories are important.
0: Exactly. No. Exactly. You, and exactly. And it is nice to have
1: more it's nice to have more good memories than bad memories.
0: Yeah, definitely. You, definitely.
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, right, beautiful. can you get your Debbie? I'm I need to go to bed soon, so yep. can you all uh, right, then, to Tom, listen? Yeah. Thank
0: you so much for calling in. I really, really appreciate it, Sam. Big hugs for your love. All right, big darling. hugs, no,
1: help, help. Yeah, right. Big uh, hugs uh, and I will catch up with you in the next couple of days, all right. All right, no. Right. 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 Look after yourself. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye bye. Right,
0: I'm just going to have a literally quick drink and uh, I will literally bring um, back on, I'm sure I've got another caller in a minute, so I'm just going to have a little tune and I'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Welcome back to the Ask Sue Show. Um, An hour has gone already. It's 11 o'clock UK time. Hope everybody's all okay. Tonight we are talking about depression and the different effects we can have on our lives through things that, I'm going to say, are chucked at us through various different things. Um, And this this show is actually in memory of my brother who unfortunately passed away. It'll be three years this November to suicide. Um, Very much missed. Very much loved. And, you know, quite... uh, I let's just say, you know, even now we even talk about it, you know, I know that he's around us and, uh, you know, and just hopefully um, he's at peace, but it's what was left behind, you know, is what hurt we got. Um, let me go to the uh, phone line. We've got
3: Marilyn on the line. Hi, Marilyn. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. I really appreciate this topic because I've, I've experienced depression and people in my life have experienced depression and... I think that um, the feeling of sort of helplessness and hopelessness that you know one has in this sort of sense of depression is almost like it compounds itself, you know where where we we can't find you know a sense of strength or we can't find anything really to believe in in ourselves and and so you know i I found that you know one of the ways to really work through depression without, you know, medication and sometimes medication is helpful is by really getting in touch with my spiritual side, you know, by really, I mean, that's how I kind of pulled myself out of it, by really identifying with myself as a divine being and recognizing that as a human, I might not feel like I have the power to do anything, but as a divine being and, you know, allowing that light to shine through me, I I, I find my sense of power. Um, Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of how I look through it. Do you know what? It It
0: most certainly does because a lot of the time I actually – I'm not a big God believer, I'll be honest, but I don't know anybody who believes – whatever people believe in is no issue to me. I always say to everybody, as long as everybody believes in something or somebody or even themselves, that is enough. Nobody is to judge who we believe in, Okay. But yeah. with me, I, I got messages from my pa- people that have passed over. Um, I had, you know, if you like, proof that they were on the other side and they were okay, different things that were said to me that gave me things. And, and I'll be honest, that did help me loads. And that's why I, yeah. like, I promote my psychic. You know, it, it's quite funny because I did do my own psychic readings at one point and I can read, but I've chosen not to because I want to be the, a promoter of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I like promoting Mm -hmm. people and helping people and everything. So, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's why I do these shows is because I think that I was made to go through all of these different things for the reason I've been able to talk to people and help people because I've been through all that, you know? Loads Mm -hmm. of different things Mm -hmm. are different. And nothing I can be proud of saying I've gone through that or whatever. It's not a big, like, proudness thing. But I know how many people I've helped with what I've gone through. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah it's It's mm-hmm. difficult, but do you know what don't you find it hard to be able to speak, especially to family? Do you find it easier to talk to strangers than you do your own family-
3: Yes, and because I think for me, the feeling was that you know they're going to they're gonna like they're gonna think that I am the depression. you know what I mean It's sort of like it begins to define me, it begins to shape me and I think that I was I mean I've been afraid to tell people about it because you know I don't want them them worrying like I'm going to kill myself or that I'm crazy or you know that you know that then I become sort of labeled in a way I think that's a that's a big piece of it and and so you know I guess that and it also I think it was way of kind of denying you know because I was afraid of it, I was really afraid of the depression, I was afraid like it, it's very it's a very intimidating thing sometimes, you know yeah. like and so um i think when I finally kind of i guess decided that I wasn't afraid of it anymore that that what I really wanted more than anything else was to be happy and I started to kind of, you know, understand and lean into those feelings, it allowed that to, that, those feelings to move through me. And, and as they moved through me, I mean, I did turn myself and surrender to, you know, my divinity and ask for help and guidance from, you know, my angels. But, but at the same time, it was sort of like allowing the, the, that, those feelings of fear and that, that feeling of hopelessness you know, to kind of move a little bit rather than for me to just hold it kind of captive in a certain, you know, area of my, of my mind. So I guess, yeah, leaning into those feelings. And once I started looking into them, it sort of released the power that they had over me, you know, because I started to see, okay, you know, I can maybe wiggle myself free from some of this. I can maybe release some of this, um, And once I did that, I was able to talk about it a little bit more with my family. But it was a struggle, you know. I mean, it's a process. Um, And I think that, yes, you can look at it as an opportunity to actually, you know, grow and to know yourself and to then be able to perhaps help others. Um, It's absolutely that. But when you're in the middle of it, it's... um, it's hard to work through that, you know. Be that mindful about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. And do and you know? I think the trouble is, I think sometimes it can creep up on us as well. You know, sometimes we think we're actually okay. You know, with some little hurdles mm-hmm. have come, but then you can have two mm-hmm. or three, and then something hits you, and suddenly those mm-hmm. two or three hurdles you've already got got over come back to you. Yeah.
3: Do you know what I mean? It's it's like yeah. catches
0: up, you know. And I think yeah. sometimes it's quite funny. I was talking to um, a lady today, actually, on a salon. I was doing a depression show, and she was saying that she'd lost her husband quite a few years prior, and she literally just the last few days has been to the funeral of his, of her husband's sister. So obviously her sister-in-law, and and she said I was at the funeral soon, I couldn't stop sobbing. She went, I'm not joking. Yeah. She went, I was uncontrollably yeah. sobbing, and I went don't you think you were still grieving for your husband? It's that, uh, that next, It's like a part of her husband that's also died because his sister's died.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Do you, do you know what I mean? mean? And I think yeah. this was the trouble, you know? And I think sometimes we can have one thing that goes wrong, but actually three things come through the door at the same time, you know?
2: Right. And
0: it's really mm-hmm. hard to explain to people how you feel on and what what might seem stuff to one person is very serious to
3: somebody else. Uh, and it, it, I mean, I think that it's true that you know we can become overwhelmed, you know, and yeah. and as things kind of build up and build up and build up, and then we we get you know we feel despair and we totally lose our sense of who we are and our power, you know. to, to change anything and I mean it is it's easy for that to sort of compound but on the other hand you know if we can have an awareness at some point either by talking to someone getting help you know reaching out that you know we're we also can choose to work through it you know we can also we're not these are our feelings, yes. These are our feelings and they're feelings. They're not kind of, um, I don't know how to describe it. For me, I, I had to realize that I am greater than this. You know what I mean? I am, I am greater than, than just this kind of puddle of, you know, of sadness that I have become day after day. And, and that allows the door to open just a little bit, just a little crack. And that little crack is enough sometimes to let some light through. And just following those threads of light, you know, just a little bit like, okay, yes, the sun is shining today. I still feel like the world is caving in, but, you know, there's a bird singing. You know, if if we allow just that little bit of light, those little cracks, and we, you know, just take the step that we can take, not to try to solve it all in one self swoop but just to take that one little step and towards the light, I think I think sometimes that, that can be that can be the path, you know, that can be the open door and, and we can yeah. start yeah, to walk definitely. in that direction. Yeah. Jim mean, so,
0: you know What you're making me think maybe I should every day on the ASU radio show page I should have a little post that just says, I am today grateful for you know, and, and let's face it, sometimes we're so busy wrapped up in all the negativity of stuff that we don't actually see what we're grateful for. You know, it, it's like even to the point of, you know, today I've been sat outside the hospital waiting for my daughter to come out, and I was looking at this lovely little old dear getting into a car and really struggling and everything. Now I'm struggling with my knee, but not as bad as that. And I sat there for a minute and thinking, and I went and helped her, and she was having a hip operation, her husband was struggling with her and everything, and I thought, you know... I need to be grateful. I can oh. still get out of the house. I can still get in the car. I can still go and
3: drive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, it transforms your mood just that little bit, you know, that you're relaxed. Yeah. It's sort of like your your sympathetic nervous system can just kind of be distracted for a second and relax. And, and because, you know, our brains are wired the way they are, you know, we're kind of creatures of habit in that respect if we just can restore this little perspective of gratitude a little bit every day, you know, yeah. then we can, then that depression and that anxiety has just a little less room, you know, in our brain. Yep. And then, you know, we can maybe fill it in with, a, you know, the next day with another, you know, another more peaceful thought. Um, And we, then we can become perhaps a little bit less self-critical. And so, then maybe we move into a little bit of hope, you know. These sort of streams of gratitude, these streams of things that we can appreciate actually give us that tone of hope in our life. And we all, I mean, whether we're in in depression or not, we all have challenges in our lives and we all need that hope to keep us growing and going and moving forward. So, you know, I think as human beings, and also as divine beings you know encouraging ourselves in ways you know learning to do that is important learning to encourage ourselves whether it's through gratitude whether it's through just a little bit of you know um, you know appreciating yourself in some way or appreciating your life in some way we renew ourselves we have that yeah. power yeah yeah, so, and, do you yeah. Know, and
0: when you've, and when you've got depression right you get up in the morning And those small little jobs seem, like, ginormous, don't they? You know, even getting up, even having a shower, even, you know, making a bed or whatever, do you know what I mean? And I always say to everybody, even if you just write a list of five things to do today, so anybody's listening to the show, maybe you're having a real struggle, do you know what I mean? Maybe, you know, we just do a little list of, like, five things. What can we do tomorrow that can help us to just get up? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, whatever that may be, yeah. even if it's literally ringing up one of your friends and saying about going for breakfast tomorrow, do you know what I mean and okay. the other thing is, I think a lot of us don't want to bother our friends how many people out there have actually said I don't want to ring my friend because I don't want to bother them, they've got enough gone
2: mm. I'm not
0: joking, I think to myself you know, I'll quite happily give half an hour of my time to my friend if they're
3: struggling yeah, yeah. do you know
0: what
3: I mean Of course, you're an uplifter you're an uplifter yeah and yeah. and we you want know, to and I think all
0: each other. of us I oh. think all of us need to realize that you know we're not no we're no bother to anybody just speak okay. out even if it's for 10 minutes just say you're feeling a bit down okay. or fancy going out for a walk or something do you know what I mean Yeah,
3: yeah I mean, so, I agree with you for sure you know if we can take just little steps like not doesn't have to be like the huge big step it's just a little step, and maybe there's going to be a step backwards too, but that's okay, and, and accept that, you know, that's all part of the process. It doesn't mean that we're failing or we're not, you know, good enough or we're not worthy. It just means that, you know, life sometimes has these, these little, you know, step forward and then you know, maybe a step back. But But if we just keep focusing on the fact that we can do one thing or two things or three things and that's yeah. good enough, Boy, you know, then again we free up that space sort of, you know, to go on with life maybe a little bit lighter, a little bit freer. And that helps then to build that confidence. So, exactly.
0: Yeah. Where did where did your depression
3: start? What when did you um, suddenly well, realize so you'd actually got it? You know, it actually started after menopause. It was brought on by um by hormones. And um, I really found myself, I I was working, I had, you know, um, teenage children, I could hardly drag myself out of bed, not even to go to the bathroom. I felt numb, I wasn't motivated, I felt useless, I felt hopeless. And um, even though I had a job and I had this family to care for, um, I got really sick. At, at the same time, and I ended up having a a, a parathyroid tumor and I was so um, i want to say uh, <laughs> i I guess I refused to um to think that life could go on and be anything but you know a dark day um, I mean it could be a sunny sunny day, and all I wanted to do was hide under the covers and And then pretty soon I stopped going to work. And so it was bad hormonally, but it was very easy for me to just sort of spiral. You know, I just didn't want to. I mean, life was so busy for me, but I I was suffering from the fact that there was an emptiness, a huge emptiness, um, and I couldn't, I just couldn't physically cope. And I think that contributed to, to the depression um
0: yeah
3: oh so, yeah that was how mine started
0: Do you know and I think all of us right when I, I look at what I've been through and I'm sure if you sat there for a minute and I'd look what you've been through and Debs and Sam and all of us just had a minute and just sat and thought about what we've been through I think yeah. really we should be all raising a glass and toasting ourselves and saying well done because let's be fair yeah. you know some days, the curtains that we open up to life, let's face it, there's loads of us that just want to shut them curtains again. And that's, that's not, it, don't matter if you're, if you're, it doesn't matter if you're on Facebook, it doesn't matter if you're in the street, it doesn't matter if you're driving or whatever you're doing. There's, there's always seemed to be something of negativity. And, and the thing is, it's been able to be strong enough to not pick it up.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think that we are courageous. In the fact that we have, you know, made a change in how we see ourselves, and I think that's the biggest sort of lesson that I kind of came out of this depression. You know, my thoughts were completely distorted. I realized that, and but I'm not judging myself for that. I accept the fact, I accept the fact that I saw myself as a victim, that I saw myself as incapable, as unsuccessful, as, you know, a failure. I, I, I accept that I, I saw that in, about myself, but I also, you know, when I finally felt into that, when I finally allowed those feelings to sort of sit with me, I also realized that, you know, I could be more. I could, because yeah. I, you know, and so that changed the courage to say, to say to that, those, those very, you know, heavy feelings that I could become just a little bit happier. That's powerful. That's yeah. Just in that, just in that awareness, just in that recognition, and I think that that's what we've all, we've all done. And yeah, I attribute that to really my inner, you know, my. I I attribute that to the spirit in me, you know. Yeah. To, to true true life in me you know, allowing that voice to come through. Um, yeah, so, congr- yes, congratulate ourselves when we make these little small steps. And then we Definitely. take that, that, that next small steps. Yep. That next yep. small step. It, yeah.
0: Exactly, exactly. Well, Marilyn, yes. listen, thank you so much for calling into the show tonight. I really appreciate that. Um, I just want to move on to another caller, but thank you so much for calling in. And please join us. We'll be having other shows like this because I think, obviously, we've... We've certainly found a nail where we all need to help to uh, knock in, shall we
3: say. <laughs> thank you so much, Sue. This has been wonderful. Thank you. Ma-
0: Marilyn, thank you very much for calling in. And you keep your chin up okay. and you know where we are, okay?
3: Yes, thank you.
0: Bye-bye. Cheers, Marilyn. Thank you. Uh just want to give a shout-out to everybody. Thank you very much to Debs that's in the chat room. And everybody else who's literally listening in, do me a favor. Go on to Blog Talk Radio. Right, and there's a follow button. I want you to click the follow button and follow the show and also sign in to Blog Talk Radio so you don't miss any more shows. But also, let's see if we get the chat room filled up because I want to give you all a shout-out, okay? Because every single one of you that are listening to the show have either been dealing with depression, have dealt with depression, or you literally have got through it. And I want to congratulate every single one of you. And also, thank every single one of you for literally listening into the show. Uh, Debs, if you want to call in, by all means, give us a call. Uh, anybody else who wants to give us a call in, Sonny, if you're listening, give us a call in, 323 870 3861. If you're calling in from the UK, it's 001, so that's 001 323 I've also got to give a quick shout out um, to my partner, Chris, and also to my children, Kimberly, Jamie, Jana, um, and also to, to my friends and family, the ones that have actually been there for me. Because to be fair, they're the ones that have helped me so that I can do this show to help you. They've been the ones that, you know, I, I've, I, I've got no issue in saying, well, and I'll post the, the link later, I actually did a show about when I lost my Kaylin and I literally cried on the show. That doesn't make me weak, no, that just shows you that I'm actually healing, Teal, tears don't mean you're weak. Tear, tears mean that you're releasing a pressure, that you are releasing that pain and anxiety, and if tears are good, as far as I'm concerned. So, if you want to literally follow the show, just click the follow on Blog Talk Radio, um, or email. Actually, do you know what? I haven't even checked my emails. So you can email Show at gmail dot com if you've got a story that you want to read out. Um, Maybe you don't want to call in, but by all means, give us a, um, an email and I'll gladly read it out for you. Um, just to let you know as well, tomorrow, I'm actually on Shelley Hofberg's show as well. I can honestly tell you, I'm feeling a little bit nervous about that. Shall I tell you why? Because I can promote everybody and anything, except for one thing. You've got it, myself. Yeah, I can promote... Even to the point they said, what 10 questions do I want them to ask me? I found that a bit weird, but I still did that as well. So, um, Debs, if you just called, call in again. Um, right, let me just see if there's any emails while I'm waiting for Debs or Sunny to call. Oh, I'm trying to send an email to myself at the moment. Um, no, you're all very quiet tonight. I thought you'd be emailing me, something chronic. But no, Ask Show at com if any of you want to send an email in. Um... Let's have a quick look here. Um, it, do you know what? Yeah, literally been able to say. Uh, Debbie's just saying about a great uh, grieving mechanism is the fact that you know just literally saying what have we got to be good you know good about today. Um, I think Debs is having trouble trying to ring in. To be fair, I don't quite know what's going on there. Bit of a weird one, um, but. Uh, where was I at? So, yeah, glitchy mechanism. So, maybe we can just. I've actually put on the ASU radio show, right, uh, Deb, the number is 001 323 870 3861. Okay, so that is, oh, let me just send it to her 001 323 870 3861. Let's see if I got it right. <laughs> Um, so, let's, hopefully, Jack Deb's going to be calling in. Um, but literally, so, literally, find little points. Um, maybe write a list of what you can actually do tomorrow, okay? Maybe you could go for a walk to the park. Maybe you can have a nice long bath in the morning. You know, things that will inspire you to get up in the morning. Because I know a lot of you, um, struggle with that. Hi, Deb, you there. Hello, how are you? I'm going to say that only took you 10 times to get in, didn't it? <laughs> oh, it took me ages. <laughs>
4: it took me absolutely ages. It's like, I can get free. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, you're so spot on about depression. So spot on. It's unbelievable. We all go through it. It's years ago, it used to be a shameful issue. But nowadays, yep. it's not. Not at yep. all. Don't be ashamed of depression.
0: Admit it.
3: Don't
0: bother. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? Something just sprung into my mind, actually, Deb. I think about, you know, when when somebody stood on a bridge on the motorway and you get these people that are complaining because the motorway is shut. And also, like, when you've yep. got um, somebody that's, dr- say, drugged or drunk in the street and they're saying about these people. You know, all those people are somebody's brother, sister... Uncle, aunt, mum, dad, yes. or Grand or grand, whatever, do you know what I mean? And I think we need to think that that could actually be our family member. Would it make a difference if that was a family member?
4: Oh, it, it's horrible, Sue. You know what I've been through. When I moved here, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be so open now, when I moved here, I looked at that cliff standing at the top and I thought, how easy would that be? But luckily enough, I didn't do it. I didn't... I wasn't that strong to do it. I thought about it a few times, believe me. And it's like, no. And I... People with depression... I have time for through and through. It's... Anything can do it. It's one step forward, two steps back with depression... You think you're getting yep. there, and then it's like, oh, two steps back. Okay, I will take another step forward, and then it's two. Yep. Steps. But at the end of the day, you get where it would have took you ten steps, you might have took thirty to get to that ten, if that makes sense.
0: Yep, yep. I I used to always have the saying, and still do at times when I'm having a bad day. It's like having a bike with no chain. Oh, definitely. You're pedaling for nothing. Yeah. You're peddling, for yeah. not I think? Yep. We, we've literally, like, obviously we do, um, we do courier work and stuff. My other half travels up and down the country. Yeah. And I've got to say, every time he goes out in the mornings, I'm always grateful when he comes back through the door at night. You never know what happens. But, We've had things happen with, like, the van's gone wrong or the engine's gone wrong and stuff, and it's like, oh, my word, something else. And it's like, then you're two steps back again, and it's like, come on, I just want a break, you know? And it's like, at the moment, I'm really feeling it because of my knee. I used to be working 18-hour days and and thinking, I wish I could just have a day off. Now I've got all these days off because I can't work in the van. And then all you want to do is work? Yeah. I'm actually pulling me up. I'm doing the shows more now, so I'm sure, I'm sure you guys are all happy about that. But but it's like yeah, well, I, I am. I'm so used to <laughs> I'm so used to doing eighteen hour days, you know, and it's like gone from doing everything to then not being able to do half of what I want to do. Like even walking up the stairs I can't even do properly. You know? Okay. So yeah. it it does do but Debs, you know, I have gotta to say to everybody, right? You are and should be very, very proud of yourself. Because from where oh, you've I've come tried. to where you are now, I know for a oh, fact true. that your mum will be watching over you and so proud. Oh, she'll be so happy.
4: You know yeah. what I come through. And I'm going to be... I'm quite open about my past now. I've got... Yeah, I ha- I've got a shameful past. But I'm proud where I am now. You, right. you knew me when when I had just lost JD, my staffie, my, my my old dog and I had Charlie and then Lennox died in between and then I lost Charlie. I hit drugs big time. I couldn't cope yep. I couldn't cope. I couldn't cope. I couldn't cope with it with it all. And I mean I come to your house. I've been off my nut for seventy two hours when I come yep. to yours. Yep. All I did, I think, was slept. Yep. That's <laughs> it, it, it yeah. all I did. But, and I'm
0: so
3: you
4: know ashamed
0: and
3: I thought,
0: but I'd done that. But I did. But do you know, I can't, I can't yeah, do you know what, yet? Debs? It wasn't... And I've got to say to everybody, me and Debs have talked about this, I did, I have, like, spoken to Debs every single day on the phone. We've done loads of stuff on on Facebook. My two hours sleep is catching up, I can tell you. Live. Right um, and we did loads, right? But I didn't even know, and I said this to you, I didn't even know you were on drugs. You didn't tell me that yeah. anything was going on. You didn't say you Judy. were feeling down. It was it was a typical person who's got depression who literally had, I'm going to put, a say, put on a, fr- um, a front. A front? Yeah, definitely.
4: I mean, <clears> I was <throat> on drugs for a good, I, and I mean with every day. I... I I'm going to be totally honest here. It started as a little dabble if we went out on a Saturday night. And it turned into eating a quarter of speed amphetamine a day. Within months, that happened. I don't know how it happened. I do know now. Then I didn't know how it happened. Totally, totally blew my head. Losing... Losing JD, my my stuffy, then all with Lennox, and then yep. Charlie was for cherry on the cake. Yep. She was for cherry on the cake. Charlie was,
0: and then I come to yours. I slept for seventy two hours. Yep. Do you know what? You actually yes. came for a weekend. You actually came for a weekend, and I think I had a conversation out of you probably. The whole weekend was probably for about an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, yeah, i slept. That's all I've done, was slept.
4: That is all me and Matt done, was slept.
0: Yep, yep. I come home. Yep.
4: Oh, my mum. My mum's like, what are you, what are you doing, Dad? What are you doing? What are you doing? You've got to change. And I think after coming to yours, about three weeks later is when we... We were like, no, enough's enough and went. And now I've got a beautiful life, got myself off drugs. No, all this medication, getting off drugs, don't believe it. It's mind over matter, but I'm such a better person now.
0: Yeah. Do you know what, I can remember actually speaking to mum and I've told you about this, but I've got to say to everybody, I actually spoke to Deb's mum, like, after she'd gone. And I rang her up and I went, Right, what on earth is going on with Debs? And she was like, Sue, I didn't want to tell you before but I needed her to come to yours because you will be the one that wakes her up literally. And I yeah. went, Right, and okay. Yeah. And and honestly, and your mum and it's it and this is the thing. I think sometimes we don't just don't know what to do about it. We can see sometimes right. that people are down or whatever. But there isn't enough support. And I'll say this about everything. I always say to everybody, right, when there's somebody poorly, right, whether they've got cancer or whether they've got Alzheimer's or whatever's wrong with people, right, the people that are ill get the help. It's the people that are the carers that don't. Yeah. Your mum, I will be honest, was absolute beside herself. And she said, Sue, I'm just so glad that you saw... What I have to see all the time, and I said to oh, her, well, uh, I didn't gosh. have a crew. And do you know what? And your mum afterwards was so grateful. She was like, I can't believe the difference. Yes. And I did, oh, and I'll, I I'll didn't I'll even. Pe- and to be fair, I I hold my hands up, Debs, Right. At the end of the day, I didn't speak after because I didn't know. I, obviously, you went off the radar, and everything and stuff kicked off. But do you know what? And I like and I look now and I think, flipping neck of where you were. To where you are now is nigh on a miracle.
4: Oh, i oh, oh, I tell you what, Sue. I'm so proud of myself. It's unbelievable. And so you should and be. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm more proud that I know... In my mum's last year, I had her, looked after her, and I know she's shining on me. I know that. Of course she is.
0: It's, Definitely. It,
4: it's, yes. Yeah. Depression is pants, excuse me, it's depression. It's, you don't know where to turn to. You don't know where. It's such a, um, what's the word, an erigma? It's such a a stigma. It's, oh, you're depressed, ooh. And it's like, where do you turn? Yep. You go to the doctors and you have to fill out a form. Yep. And it's like, What? And it's like, you don't want to fill out a form. If you're feeling that low, you don't want to fill out a form.
0: Yeah, but do so you know what? Seth, you, can't, if you, you, can't write, you can't write down on a piece of paper why or how you're depressed because, let's face it, the whole point you're there is because you can't talk about it and you can't sort it out. So how the hell yeah. do and they you, think you you're going to write on a piece of paper?
4: Yeah, yeah. But you have to fill out. I remember doing it. Going to the doctors, I'm feeling really rock bottom and they give me a form to fill out to see if I was in the grey area or such and I'm like what? I need help I've asked for help, where are you? Yep
0: It's
4: it's ridiculous
0: Yep
4: But yeah, I did reach for bad ends of depression, hit drugs big time, but got myself out of it and yep. I'm proud of myself but depression's yep. horrible and when people go to the doctors for help and you get a form to fill in it's like what yeah and the questions yeah. they ask on that form are, I mean I'm not sure what the USA is like but the UK form is so intimidating
0: you don't want to fill yeah. that form in no, exactly. Exactly. And and let's face it, Deb, so you've got to the point now, you've actually got your own business and I've got to say you were telling me about even your mates had like had given you the chance to be able to help you to start your own business and that's that's what true mates are about, aren't they?
4: Oh, oh yeah, definitely. I've I live in such a beautiful little countryside cornish seaside house now. I've got my own business. I cared for my mum for the last year of her life, which means the world to
0: me, but... You wouldn't have been able to do that back then, to be fair, would you? Oh, oh, no,
4: never, never, never. Never in a million years, never. My dad lives in our annex. I care for my dad now. got my own business. I employ people. And I must point this out. I don't employ any people. I employ people... That were in my position when I started out.
0: Yeah.
4: The girl, the girl I've got working for me, she hasn't been given that chance of having a job, and she is my little star. I've given that. Yeah, I trust you, Claire. Off you go. And she's off drugs now as well. Yep. And she, yep. she's been working for me two years. Very depressed. No income. Nobody would give her that chance, and I've I've done that for her, and I'm just repaying what someone done for me.
0: Yeah, just paying it forward, isn't it? It is. It is. Definitely so. But definitely so. Do you, Do you actually still get down days now, Deb? So have you controlled it totally? You're oh fine. yeah. No, 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 no. I still get wobble days.
4: Believe me, but I know how yeah. to get over my wobble days, it's, I'll go to the beach. Yeah. And I'll, I'll look at, and think, look where I live. And yeah. I'll open all my windows. So, like that lady was saying, hearing the birds, that's what I do. It's like, yeah. open windows. And it's like, and then, in my mind, I put the negatives against the positives. And the positives yeah. always outweigh the negatives. But yeah. I, 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 I do have wobble days. I'm not going to deny that. But they're controllable. It's how can I put it? I've got my mindset yeah. that positives outweigh negatives.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I don't
4: have neg negative people in my life either now.
0: No. No, exactly. Yep.
4: I don't have negative people. It's like, no. I've done that for
0: years.
4: I'm not doing it anymore.
0: And do you know what's the other thing, Debs? Being able to say no to people as well. Because let's face it, there's people that literally will drain you to the blast point of no return almost. As well.
4: Oh, I won't. I won't won't do it now, Sue. It's like, No. I've come too far, and it's. And I'm going to say this, and it sounds horrible. Apart from my daughter Abby, my family are very negative. Everything's negative, negative, negative. It's like, I can't be doing with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah.
4: Can't be doing with it.
0: Yeah. Uh, But do you know what? And I think that half the battle is actually being able to find that that's the issue. Because a lot of the time, we're so wrapped up in our depression that we don't even know what the issues were. Do you know what I mean? We've got so wrapped up in the depression that we can't even see that that person's draining us or that person's giving us the negativity and everything.
4: No, no, you can't. You can't at all. It, It took me till we moved here to Cornwall it took me I didn't even realise what I was doing. Didn't even realise it so. Yeah. You realised yeah. it, my mum realised I didn't have a clue. Yeah. I had no yeah. idea what was going on. No idea. Yeah. Until like took a step back and it's like, Wow, was I like that? Was that people in my life? Yeah. It's Yeah, not your same. My stroke... It, it's it's ill, it, but now no not a chance yeah not a chance yep. do I have I have that in my life now so there is yep. hope for everybody
0: yeah definitely definitely i I tell you what if if you can do it anybody can do it to be fair well, well
4: yeah you've done so, so well
0: definitely
4: it's I mean, you saw me, Sue. You saw
0: me. Yep. But it's, to be fair, what was even worse for you was, was the fact that both you and your partner, was uh, you were not helping each other. No, well. no. I'll I tell you what, if you
4: saw me and Matt now, we're a different couple. We are yeah. totally, totally a different couple now.
0: That was brilliant, we' not it? To-, to be fair. Oh,
4: I mean, we've been here six years now, five years, I think, five, six years. We're totally yeah. different couple. It's, yeah, that D word doesn't enter our life at all now. It's like, nope, so anti it.
0: If ever yeah. you do a drug show, get me on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think do you know what? Don't you think that a lot of young ones nowadays that are on drugs and stuff are literally getting more depressed because of being on that all the time.
4: Oh yeah, definitely. So to- yeah, definitely. And cannabis, I know it's used for health reasons, I get that. Cannabis, I think's the worst.
0: Mm. Yeah.
4: I seriously yep. do. And then you go from cannabis and then you go to of harder drugs and it's like what?
0: Yeah. Oh
4: Believe it or not Sue, I'm so anti drug.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But do you know what there's loads of people that have got like that. Once they get to a certain point, then they say once you can get to that point when you can say that's enough then you know you're in the right place. Do you know what I mean?
4: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely without a doubt. It's Oh Depression and drugs, hand in hand. And a lot of people, and I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying a lot of people
0: use alcohol and drugs as a suppressant of depression. Uh, but do you know what, and then you've got the other thing as well, where people have either been an alcoholic and turned to drugs or have been to drugs and then turned to alcoholic because they've believed yeah. that because they've come off one... They're okay. Yeah, yeah. It's one
4: addiction to another. Yeah. One addiction to another. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like a drink too, You know what I do. But
0: <laughs> I'm not like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I always say I like to have a drink, but if the doctor turned to me and said, right, you can't drink no more, I'd be, okay, that's fine. It wouldn't... It yes, wouldn't, same as. I don't need to have a drink to go out and have a laugh. I can be an idiot without it. <laughs>
4: yes, yes, same as. I, I can be yes. the license sold of a party. I don't need alcohol in the system. And there's no way yes. drugs is getting in mine.
0: <laughs> Not a chance. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The other thing but is, no, so how, did, how did your relationship with Abby get affected with everything that you've gone through? Oh... When
4: um, I left new, uh, left Aventry to come to Cornwall, I didn't have a relationship with Abby. Uh, obviously, she saw what her mum was doing to herself. Yeah. And I, w- I, d- I don't think I saw my parents and Abby for about seven months, to be honest. I'm, I'm being quite open about this. Yeah. But now, all my life, me and Abby... We're best friends again, mother and daughter, best relationship. And we've been like that for the last five and a half years. Once I've thrown myself out, um, I'm giving Abby away on the 23rd of
0: May. It's That's just before my, my birthday. Two days before my birthday. Oh, is it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. How old are you? <laughs> 21 I I've told you. Twenty one plus two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you meant probably times two and add two. <laughs> but no,
4: when when I was down, Abby tried to help, and like, oh mum, come on and. Do you think she you was probably very, very tried good. to be mum? I think Abby did when I was feeling that this is before all the drugs started. She was very. Oh come on, Mum! We do this. We go out and we go to cinema, and I'm like, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I made excuses, yeah. and then I hit drugs, and then I lost my relationship with Abby for over a year, easily over a year. Yeah. But now we're best friends. We we've got our like rela- Oh, I love it. We've got our relationship back. It's weird if. Me and Abby don't talk every day because we live 300 miles away from each other. Yeah. It's, if she don't ring me or I don't ring her, we're both, like, texting, what's wrong, what's wrong? Yeah,
0: exactly. Yep. Yep.
4: But, yeah, depression concerns people in many ways. And people yeah. need to understand it a little bit more. It's not a taboo issue anymore it's
0: real life yeah 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 definitely definitely but i i'm i'm hoping to do more of these shows because i think people need to be able to talk about it and be able to get out there and also have success stories like yourself because i think yeah. we hear so much negativity about drugs and everything and about people once they're on it they can't get off it and everything And I think they need to realise that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes you can sit there and just not believe that there is any end to it.
4: Yeah. I'm not being funny, Sue. If I can turn my life around, you saw me. Yeah. I'm proof in the pudding. You saw me. Yeah, I slept at yours, I went to visit you, and I just slept for 72 hours, I think, woke up about th- an hour a day. I, I think, reckon. to be
0: fair, I probably spoken to, spoke to you all over the weekend for about an hour, two hours, that was it. Yeah. 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 I was but, hot. I was but, hot. I, but on hot. the other side is, I was glad... Now, I look and I'm thinking, as much as I was hurt at the time, one, because I didn't realise... Two, because you'd slept the whole time and we didn't get to spend no time together. But three, but I look now and I think, I'm so glad that did happen because look right where you are now. I, I'm, when, when I left yours and I got
4: back to my mum's and my mum was like, Debbie, and I was so embarrassed. I think I sent you an uh, orchid or something, didn't I? And yeah, like, sorry. Yep. And it, yep. I was so embarrassed, and then we lost contact, but then when we've picked up contact, I can tell you where I am now. Yeah. So I am glad that happened. Yeah. I dread to think where I'd be if it didn't, to be fair. That was a wake-up call, because I know you were so hurt, and I'd disrespected you, basically, and I'm being honest, I'd hurt you.
0: Yeah, it was, I I think it was as much shock because I hadn't even realised that that's where you were at. I didn't even realise it
4: suited I come home. I didn't even realise I was at that point. I had no idea. I thought I was alright. No idea what was going on in my head.
0: Not I mean, it. I look, that's exciting, I, I look, look back you. in it now, and I think, How on earth did you get from Daventry to me on a train and get back safely? I, I, I
4: don't, I just know. I don't I even think Going up north somewhere and then coming back. <laughs> 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 but that's, that's, that's what depression does. That's mm. what it does. You you you're unaware of it. One minute you're yeah. fine, next minute it's like wow. Yeah, but I took the yeah. bad, I took the drug route, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners have also done, yeah. but I'm sure a lot of your listeners have also gone down the medical route with their doctors, and a lot of your listen, listeners have also gone down the route of not getting help. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Depression's mad. Depression's, or oh. Yep.
0: Yeah. I, I think it meant, it's probably but, one of the worst. Yeah. Yeah. But do you know, for many different reasons, nobody's reason for being depressed is any less thing than anybody else's. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, somebody's depressed because of such and such, and it doesn't matter why you're depressed. It's the fact of getting the help to not be. Yeah. It's
4: depression. Years and years ago, it used to be a boo-boo, and now it shouldn't be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's been a long time. But to be fair, there is, and I've got to say to everybody listening to the show, obviously the show will be ending in like nine minutes, but if anybody's feeling really low and they need to speak, there is always Samaritans. There is somebody always there on the phone being able to talk, who's trained to speak to you as well, to be fair.
4: Yeah, definitely. If you are suffering, seek help. Yeah. Don't be afraid.
3: Yep, yeah, definitely. Don't
4: be afraid to say you're feeling low at all.
3: Yeah.
4: I bottled it and I hit the lowest. I hit the better. I really yeah. did. Don't be afraid of depression. Depression's everywhere everyone's has lows and depression. Go for it if you're feeling it. Just speak to somebody and let your heart out is all I can say. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
4: Definitely. I wish I well, had. I, yeah. I wish I had when I felt that life.
0: Yeah. But I look at where you are now, and well, you know, at the end of the day, you, you've got a lot to be proud of, and you've got to literally keep smiling.
4: Oh, I do, Sue. I do, Sue. I do. <laughs> oh, oh I really
0: do. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Well, listen, Debs, uh, it's an Income the show. Thank you so much for calling into the show, love. You're welcome. Lovely chatting to you. Yes. All right, Don, I'll speak to you very soon. Yeah, okay. Speak to you soon. Bye, Sue. Bye.
1: All bye. Right.
0: Cheers, Debs. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right, I want to thank uh, Sam and Debs for li- literally calling into the show tonight. Um, I want to thank everybody who's been listening as well. Um, I've got very high numbers, I can see. Um, unfortunately, you've not come into chat room, but thank you very much everybody who's been listening. Um, Please join me on Ask Sue Radio Show. Let me know what you thought of the show. And if you would like to come on the next depression show, maybe you've got a story, maybe you saved somebody, maybe you need saving, maybe you're needing some advice, help, uh, by all means, join us, facebook.com forward slash Ask Sue Radio Show. Uh, you can email asksueshow at gmail.com. And also with... Got to, tomorrow night. We I am actually on Shelley Hofberg's show. Maybe doing another show as well of my own. Um, and then next week we've got the psychic show. Now I'm actually off to Scotland next week, um, but hopefully going to be able to do a live show from Scotland and taking my old laptop with me. All being well, if not, we'll be doing some Facebook lives on the radio show anyway. Um, but um, I just want to say to everybody tonight. Just think, just have a look through your Facebook and see if there's anybody that maybe you've not heard from in a while. Maybe their status is a bit like, you know, a bit thing. Give them a little message. Ask them if they're okay. Ask them do they want to come out for a cup of tea or something tomorrow or go for a walk or whatever it may be. Just see if you can just help that one person because we all need that one person at times. You know the times when you get up and you don't, or you don't want to get up. Or maybe you're in a lot of pain. Or maybe you're just struggling because you've lost somebody, a child, your mum, dad, whoever, whatever family, relative or whatever. Or maybe your relative is poorly at the moment. We all need to share the love to each other and make a difference. So one phone call, one message, one email, whatever it may be, just give a little bit of something to somebody tomorrow or tonight, before you even go to bed. Just let people know that you're there and, obviously, that you will be there if they need to talk or anything. So I'm going to leave you now. Um, I'm just going to do a bit of a tune to leave you with. Um, but I want to thank everybody who's supported me the RC radio show over the years, but also that's got me through everything as well. A lot of you have seen, you know, I've done shows about Kaylin and about Malcolm and about my nan and my granddad and everybody. And... Uh, I want to thank them all up there because I know they're guiding me and watching over. So I want to say goodnight to everybody, and I want to thank every single one of you for joining me on the show tonight. And I will speak to you all very, very soon. Goodnight, everybody.